0: Welcome back everybody to Leaf Promotions the Inside Podcast. This week we've got our youngest guests yet in the form of Joe and Lloyd from Little Illusion Machine, a band who have played many, many gigs for us in the last few years. Wherever you listen to this podcast, please like, follow and subscribe. It really helps us out. If you're on iTunes especially, please leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Don't forget folks, you can follow us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Leaf Promotions. After the announcement of our gigs coming back, in july unfortunately due to delays by the government in the removal of social distancing we're having to rearrange from the middle of july onwards but we'll have some events up for you soon on our social media so please check them out if you live in the northwest of england we'd really really appreciate it if you come down to those gigs as well keep an eye on our pages so without further ado here are little illusion machine enjoy Mm Today, I have with me, in my opinion, one of the finest young bands in the Northwest, not only for the quality of their musicianship, but also for some of the finest lyrics around. It's Lloyd and Joe from Little Illusion Machine. How are you guys? Not I'm bad, loving that bad, intro. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <you like> that? <laughs> Very kind words, though. Huh? <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Nice words. Deserved. Deserved. No worries. So, yeah, uh, for anyone who's, who's not familiar with with you guys, I've known you for about probably about five years now, I reckon. You've been playing gigs for me.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, maybe, yeah. I think you play pretty much every venue I've ever had during that time. So,
1: including
0: <laughs> <laughs> so every car park, every back garden. Ever That's it. Yeah. Every yeah all the fezzes as well. Yeah. Festivals and that. So, for anyone who hasn't heard you before, how would you describe your style of music? Just in, indie
1: rock and roll, but with like a, a psychedelic twist, a bit moody, you know, a bit gloomy.
0: Yeah. You definitely have that psychedelic edge to you. Yeah. You're inspired by other bands to get that kind of sound. Is there any band that you say is particularly influenced you? Definitely. Uh, I'd say like obviously
1: there's the Arctic Monkeys link where we got the the name and but also the witches. There's a band called the Witches who are, yeah, yeah. were massively into that aren't we Joe?
0: Yeah, yeah class band. What yeah. kind of, is that more is that psychedelic indie as well or is that slightly different style? Kind it's, of there yeah. It's a lot more grungy in it. Like, yeah you can definitely yeah, hear not... kind of elements of grunge and psychedelic stuff in your music yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah i think we've gone for that like more recently haven't we? the last few years at the start we kind of we had a lot of varied songs and we was playing like just completely different sounded stuff throughout the sets yeah. and um, i think over the years we've just found you know like we've had in stuff like uh, guitar pedals and that and effects. we've kind of like honed in on like a certain sound like a bit of a creepy sound well i say i think you started off a little bit heavier with songs like moth and, and hummingbird probably a bit more rock inspired You've definitely gone more down the psychedelic route in, in recent times with recent releases. Yeah yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: I know you mentioned before we came on that um, you're actually obviously rehearsing again after lockdown and writing and recording some new stuff now as well. Yeah, yeah we uh, had a day a couple of weeks ago and we're back in on Sunday, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we <we're laughs> so just add a few finishing touches. What's it like to be back rehearsing again and back to a little bit of normality? Oh, yeah, class, in not it, Lawrence? Unbel- yeah, unbelievable. You, you don't even, we, we didn't realise how much
1: you appreciate it until it's gone. I know they say that, but
0: yeah. It's yeah. like when you got cold, it. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> you just, you suddenly appreciate being able to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> That's a nice analogy, mate. Well, I'm suffering from air fever at the moment, so <laughs> oh, mate, it's I can mate. relate at the moment.
1: I thought you were being all, like, poetic
0: about the COVID situation, like, you know, when you have a cold. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that one, we'll go with that. <laughs> so, I think you guys have been together for about, is it, five or six years you've been together for? Obviously, you've yeah, couple, couple of 2015. Lines, 2015. 2015. Yeah. How did you originally get into original music? What made you want to be in an originals band as opposed to a covers band?
1: I think with me, it was it was just growing up around, around music and just uh, loving all different types of music, but I've never really, I've, I've played the odd covers in like just messing about with mates, but we've, I've never even been one to busker out like that or, you know, cater to bloody crowds like that where you're playing songs that people know. Like, I've never, I've never really done that. We, 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 we did it early on, didn't we? In uh, Little Illusion Machine, Joe, we played like a couple of covers.
0: Yeah, that was just for the first gig though, I think, weren't it? Yeah. We didn't have enough for the set. it was like two months in. <laughs> I've talked before on the podcast about the value of having a couple of covers to go to uh, in the middle of a set for for new crowds, basically. But Leaf yeah. generally, we allow we allowed kind of two covers for gear gig as standard. And sometimes it does help an original set. People getting a little bit, not bored of it, but it, it can be a lot to have so much original music thrown at you. But every now and, yeah. and again, it would yeah, yeah. be nice to kind of bring back people on board. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, it,
1: it was like a... It was a conscious thing. Like we did think, oh, none of these people have ever heard us play before, so we, like, we'll try and play some songs that they might like. The ones that, like, yeah, we, yeah. We, we picked ones that we thought were quite similar to the where yeah. we were gonna go in the future. But
0: well, we opened with View from the Afternoon, didn't we? Yeah. For the first gig, and then Little Monster by Royal Blood. No, yeah, they were. the only, That yeah. was like halfway through the set, and the rest were originals. Yeah. 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 Like I say, you can hear those kind of influences throughout your set, even with the change of style. There's elements, yeah, <laughs> psychedelic stuff. These are all bands that have obviously inspired you during that time.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, 100%. Would you say that you were inspired by any particular person to get into original music? Was there someone who maybe taught you guitar or, or pushed certain certain types of music onto you to get you into an originals band? Yeah, I don't have like a big inspiring story behind mine. I just I didn't really know what I wanted to do after school because I was like, you know, middle set for everything. (laughs) Like, bang on average for everything. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I just ended up playing drums in that little music room that we had at George's Lloyd.
1: Yeah, the legendary Perry room.
0: Yeah, yeah. And after that, I just... One of my mates was going to a music college. So I thought, oh, I'll just apply for it. See so if I get in, got in there and then just kind of stuck with it through that. And then that's where I the- got into gigging throughout that as well. Then so you just you found you had mean, a natural into- talent for drumming and kind of developed from that? Oh yeah. I wouldn't say a talent, but I was like persistent, you know, like I was just oh, obsessed right. with monkeys early on. So he was like not <laughs> the type of song I should have been trying to learn straight away. Do you know what I mean? For yourself in at the deep end. Yeah, pretty much. How about you, Lord? Was there anyone who inspired you, or what actually got you to to basically start learning an instrument?
1: Mine was like a it was a collection of family members and stuff. Like my granddad was a big blues guitarist. He was massively into like Chuck Berry and ZZ Top and Santana and that, and Hendrix, and and then my uncle Terry, he was a, a finger picker. Like he was massively into like Cat Stevens, The Beatles, Simon and Garfunkel. So I had, like, those two kind of completely different spectrums of guitar playing like, all the time. I had, like, memories of my granddad playing uh, Johnny Be Good and then other memories of me Uncle Terry would stay over at uh, my Auntie Julie's house and he'd leave all the bedroom doors open and sit on a stool and he'd play, like, Blackbird and that. And They're, like, my first ever memories of live music and I, I just remember thinking, like, oh, like, I want to do that. So from the age of, like, three or four, I was always picking up a guitar. I've never had a lesson. I've never had a guitar lesson of anyone. It was just like through picking it up, but I didn't really start being serious about it till I was about 13, 13, 14. And, but yeah, I'd say those were the main influences. My mum as well. My mum's massively into all the, the indie scene, the Stone Roses, Oasis, and the Smiths and that, so I was brought heavily around around that as well.
0: The list of influences there is such a wide range of styles of music. If you can take a little bit from all of that and put it into yeah. your own set, then, then you're to a winner, really.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's, it's quite a, <laughs> an eclectic... It
0: eclectic is a very eclectic, thing. man. I think you've been referred to from an image point of view as well as uh, a mini Ian Brown in the past as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. yeah. as well.
1: My mum calls me that.
0: I swear to God that's, that's what my mum calls
1: me. It's a sad thing <laughs> to say right? Like. Yeah. Well, um, I'll take it. I suppose I'll take it. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> it's so not you know. too bad, is it? Yeah, not <laughs> bad, yeah, it could be a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. the gigs that you've been doing and your experience of unsigned music so far what is the best thing in your experience about being part of the unsigned scene i reckon um just how like because it's the unsigned scene there's not a lot of money in it everyone's like involved because they love it do you know what i mean so they put in so much effort with everything with like like you do with promoting gigs and setting up gigs and it, it makes our jobs a lot easier, really. So yeah. I'd say that, like, the people in it, you, you can just tell that they love what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. So networking with, like, promoters and other bands yeah, and stuff Yeah, like, yeah. I think from. Yeah. But knowing that it's, it's you know, they're not doing it for for the money. They're not, like, you know, trying to rip you off or get the better of you or anything like that. Yeah, Whereas right at that top level, I, I reckon you'd, you know, everyone who got involved, you'd be a bit, Cautious of. Yeah. There, there, are, there are definitely stories of promoters who, who obviously who are out there kind of ripping off bands, but hopefully there are enough good promoters out there to count Yeah, bands. yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it outweighs them definitely.
1: It's plagued with that whole pay-to-play scheme as well. Like the like. Yeah, that's shocking. Uh, yeah, and a lot of the time, like you, you, you won't, you won't even really meet the people that are, are putting on these events. You just get given a place to go to, like a sound check time, and you, you, you turn up and. Like it's it's your job. Like if the night's unsuccessful, like it's solely down to you in a way. You yeah.
0: know what I mean, like well, that's like the the biggest negative of the scene, I'd say. Yeah. Well, Lloyd, I know you've listened to this podcast. I think all the episodes so far. So you'll know that we've talked about pay to play quite a lot in the past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How much, of a yeah. Prob- how much of a problem it actually is. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. Kind of at any level, because obviously I've spoken to bands who are quite established, signed bands now, and and artists who are kind of just starting out as well. But they all get. These issues with it tends to be city centres issues with, with promoters who are basically just out there to yeah give you a gig but not actually do anything towards it and just make you buy tickets and make them money essentially.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's tr-
0: it's very true. Have you had any experiences with pay to play gigs yourself? I don't think we have. No, we've been pretty lucky really
1: haven't we yeah we've we've been cautious of like some of the things that we've taken as well like we'll kind of ask beforehand like
0: if it's a gig
1: somewhere that we've probably never even tr- been before in our lives never mind played a show there we'll be like it's it's going to be pretty hard to at this level to say bring down bloody 80 heads or something you know what i mean 50 80 <laughs> heads yeah so a lot of the time we'll rather than just give them the disappointment of us turning up and playing to no one we'll just like
0: turn it down well, you alluded before to basically there's going to be a, a kind of movement i think once we come out of lockdown once gigs are fully back to how they were before where bands are essentially just going to book their own venues and bypass the pace to play promoters all which i think is a yeah. great thing. i think what leaf offers is a little bit different to what those guys are offering because obviously we actively go out and find bands we make sure the standard's high and uh hopefully we're able yeah. to bring a bit of a crowd to most of the gigs that we have whereas they just yeah as you said book a venue expect the bands to fill it and don't really care beyond that
1: yeah it's really hard to find people like you and you, and what you've got going on like it's you don't stumble across that like a lot like you, you put a lot into every element of it do you know what I mean like, like even the sound the sound's always bang on
0: yeah yeah it's always set. an going into it. Like, we know yeah. if anything's off in the first 30 seconds, it's going to be sorted anyway. Yeah, <laughs> like. 100%. I think I've done sound for you guys, probably more than most bands out there. So, and I already know your setup before you even get on the stage. It's a bit easier for me. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I always know you need some, loads and loads of reverb on your vocal and loads of reverb on your guitar. Happy day. Oh, that's yeah. It. Then that's, that's it, really, isn't no. it? We're ready to go. Is there any particular bad experience that you've had on the unsigned scene, apart from Facebook about Did Is there anything that in particular just really annoys you about being in an unsigned band? Oh, it's an hard one, that. Yeah. Um... Without slagging anyone off, obviously, directly. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just well, thinking. We
1: don't really have anyone to
0: like slag off, I don't, I don't think.
1: I think uh, yeah, I think we're quite sweet with, with most people, but um, yeah. I don't know. The worst
0: thing. I think maybe maybe the only really kind of negative thing I can think of is they expect you to, you know, have so many fans to bring bring to gigs and when you're just starting out on the unsigned scene, you need to get experience to be able to do that anyway. But then that's yeah. that, you, only, you can't really yeah. build a you can't really build a following without playing in front of people. Yeah, yeah, follow. exactly. Yeah. It's, a so, a, it's a bit of a vicious circle, really. Yeah. That's the hardest thing. I think we were quite lucky when we got our first gig because it was like through a band that like, I work with one of the lads, and um, he just got us on to play with him as like a why not? Like, I work with him. We've been rehearsing about two months. <laughs> <laughs> Where was that gig, sorry? Band on the Wall, wasn't it, Joe? I think. Yeah, yeah, Band on the yeah, Wall. That's yeah. Yeah, a decent place to start that. Yeah. There's a, a top gig as well. When it played everything like 10 times too fast. Yeah. <laughs> I think the I think adrenaline kicks in sometimes, especially when you're starting out. Yeah, well, we, we've been, it's like our first ever gig, and we've got like proper backstage area and everything, like a fridge. And that to me, I was like, wow, that's mad. Got our own little fridge, like our own change of room. Yeah, and it's been down since so... then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> for anyone who's not familiar with the Manchester music scene, Band on the Wall is probably one of the best venues out there. It's, it's yeah, kind it of known as a great Iconic. venue, it's right? yeah. been yeah. around for years years and years this class is a charity now they've actually managed to get charity funding for it to keep it open Um, they're still doing a lot of great stuff but yeah it's a hell of a venue how many people can you get And it's like Four hundred people. Something I have like that. no idea. You know, it, yeah. it, it was, was a mad thing because they have like the balcony as well, don't they? Yeah. yeah. So like for your first gig, doing that, seeing people on the floor level and on the balcony, like
1: it was hammered as well, wasn't it? It was our first one, and it was probably we don't. I don't think we've topped that since.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think so. You know, <laughs> all
1: those years back. <laughs>
0: Well, that was was the next question, so it sounds in quite nicely, actually. What's the best experience that you've had at a gig before? What is the one gig that stands out as the best? Would it be that one, Uh, I don't know, that you'd say? um, For different reasons, but I'd say the one at Honest is, you know, the big Tudor house. uh, It was like a garden party, weren't it?
1: It was like, it was Woodstock, but (laughs) it was free working working-class lads in, like, a massive Tory house, but full of hippies. (laughs) Um, we good. was in this. It was. There was tents. There was people sleeping in the garden. Like the house was that big. It yeah. It, it, it had its own forest.
0: It was. It, whereabouts? Whereabouts <laughs> is
1: It was ridiculous.
0: It's near a near uh, Gullivers world, didn't it?
1: The, the worst thing is, yeah, we didn't we didn't even we didn't even get asked to play. We we yeah, turned up our on old basis, then
0: yeah,
1: We turned up on a whim, and he was like, "Oh no, I know them. It'll it'll be sound like we'll we'll just turn up and play." I'm, we got there and we seen like where we turned was, up with. Like... Turned
0: up with tents and everything, didn't we? <laughs> we've <turned laughs> never up like we spoken were to, in to, to in him in our tent. lives. Like just turned <laughs> up with tents. Like we're just gonna pitch up in your garden if that's alright. How did you manage to get a set? Then did you just go up to someone and say, "Oh, we fancy playing. Can we, we've already got our tents now. Come and jump on."
1: Yeah, like we well... anxious all the way up there. When he got there, like Ben just seemed to know every single person that was at the party. So we was like, oh, okay. <laughs> "We're gonna be alright." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So but, yeah, they just shoved us on, didn't they? They said, yeah, yeah, just pitch up. like, we, we turned up get you on, on later on.
1: I think we turned <laughs> did we turn up on the Friday and didn't go on till the Sunday, Joe? Was I'm not it, too they,
0: sure, you know. No, it, I think it, it was t- just the one night. I think it was one. Oh yeah,
1: night. it had already been going one night and it? it it was like a little festival. It
0: yeah, it's amazing to play festivals at that level. I mean, how many people were there? Do you reckon Is it a decent size crowd? Or... It was all right, you know, for yeah. For some of that I thought was just gonna be like a little house party I thought it was just gonna be random you know like a few people just sat about but
1: yeah it was, it was like a fly. festival
0: crowd like the atmosphere and that even though it was just in someone's garden. It was
1: nuts. <laughs> when you when you see garden you picture like a little a little terraced house garden. It was like <laughs> it was it was like it was more like a field you could say yeah we were in we were in a field.
0: But it was just <laughs> it's insane. There's something to be said for gigs that you're expecting to be not very good and you turn up and they're amazing yeah. always Stand out a little bit more. Yeah, the blossoms one is a is a standout as well because that that was like
1: a holy bleak moment. when what, you when got, you uh, saw
0: Tom Ogden there,
1: yeah, you got the 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 blossom boys in, and we were just like, uh, I don't know whether I can sing now.
0: Oh yeah, we had yeah, was watching the England, England game, thing, I think, weren't there? Yeah, yeah, we've, got a, we've got a couple of them. Um, in Stockport, if you're not from Stockport, you don't know Stockport music scene, there's a couple of quite established bands now. Blossoms would be the obvious one, and also Fuzzy yeah. Son. Fuzzy Sun, Fuzzy Fuzzy, Sun. Yeah, He was there with them, yeah. Yeah, uh, Kyle Ross from Fuzzy Sun has played a lot of leaf gigs in the past. He played a lot for us acoustic but I think he kind of came down with Blossoms. He was in a band with Blossoms before they were Blossoms.
1: Yeah, uh, they were in
0: separate projects, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. and They kind of split off into two, two separate bands, and obviously Blossoms are absolutely huge now. Yeah. Yeah, I remember they turned up uh, kind of out of the blue, and I specifically remember you were like, "Oh man, we can't, I don't know if we can. Uh, I don't know if we can play in front of these guys." <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like Thank you were downstairs, I was going to make sure they come up to come and see you. I think I requested that that you play two two of the songs that I like the most because I knew that they'd, they'd 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 really stand out to that band as well, and they they were impressed. by the way.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 happy. I'm, I was I was happy that they were there. I could not believe it. <laughs> it. Was it was it was a nuts moment.
0: I well, couldn't really see from where the drums are, so I was all right. I didn't know this. Hopefully it made you less nervous then to the Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, they're all kind of similar age to you as well, so to have yeah, this experience yeah, they is, uh, is crazy, really. Like i say, boss was doing international tours every year now. So yeah,
1: It's smart. mad because I think it was like the, the year the year we started or the year after, I went with, uh, I, was, I was seeing this girl and we went to watch him at like Academy 2 or something like that or Academy 3, and I remember saying to you, Joe, like oh like I, I I really wanted to like crack on with music and blah blah blah. And it was just nuts that they was they was watching us in in Stockport. Do you know what I mean? in a, little, in a pub. And I'd watched them like two years before. Like. This is pretty weird. The
0: power of the blossoms, man. I sort of magic can happen in that room. I tell you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> even though it looks like your grandma's front room, there's something special about that place. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but I love. I love you always have amazing nice, is not it? I I love it in there, yeah. mate. Yeah, it's got some. It's got a really special atmosphere when you do get a lot yeah. of people. And something special yeah. about it, even if though we, it's literally got no stage, old-fashioned carpets. You're literally face to face with half the audience. It can be a yeah. crazy night sometimes, but I think it's a real Man. test for any band if you can play in front of that crowd where they're literally in your face. If you can play Definitely decent in front of them, you can do any festival stage.
1: Once we get a tour going, it's that's on the uh, that's on the list.
0: Yeah, come and do blossoms in Stockport, yeah. High, you let
1: you waste my time.
0: So on the flip side of that, is there any gig that you that you remember um, just being terrible, or any particular bad experience at a gig, or booking a gig? I remember like we had that Impossible Bar, didn't we? Which wasn't necessarily like it wasn't it wasn't it was was a good night, terrible gig. What was it that was so terrible about it? Everyone was like the cast of Cory was there. (laughs) We had (laughs) everyone was in like smartly dressed, you know, shoes, pants, blazers. I turned up in a royal blood up and jeans.
1: It was Love Islanders, John. It was a room full of Love Islanders. Yeah, it pretty was,
0: much. It was a night. Yeah, I not I'm not too sure they'll, they'll be listening to psychedelic rock when they, when they got
1: out.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> so just, it <laughs> just wasn't so yeah. bad.
1: The only good part of that night was loads of free gin. <laughs> <laughs> <That> <laughs> kind
0: of... Well, the actual gig was terrible, but it's worth it. For yeah, please. gig was shocking, yeah. Yeah. For, for like a more indie, maybe pop band, I think like it would have been a little bit better. I'm am d- just not in that Love Island scene normally. Today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not really my kind of place. I don't think we'd be on this podcast now if you were John. That was another- <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: We, we, we blind faith that one as well. We had no idea what we'd never been there as well. We'd never heard of the bar, and then it was it was one of the moments again when you get there and think
0: should have put a bit more distance. like research and thought into this one yeah <laughs> ask a few questions before you play yeah it just goes to show yeah when you when you're working with a new promoter or a new venue so just ask as many questions as possible really it's a good tip for new bands looking for gigs yeah definitely yeah. Make, make sure you know exactly what's involved whether it's ticket yeah. sales how much the entry is going to be what kind of a crowd they're expecting whether the promoter is actually going to be there is a big thing that winds me up in recent in recent chats oh i know yeah promoters yeah. who don't turn up to their own gigs is an absolute blight on City Centre gigs at the minute. It drives me mad. And then they'll, they'll complain to you as well if the gig doesn't sell out. Oh, no, you, were, you weren't even there. <laughs> <was> sick, yeah. <laughs> They're only finding out, like, second hand off someone else, like, three later. Yeah.
1: yeah. We crazy. were only one ticket off selling out and if you'd have been there, we would have.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your information's wrong. It was absolutely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, full of love islanders. Just how you like it. <laughs> <laughs> In all your time having been playing basically originals gigs. What are or who are the top three unsigned acts or bands that you've personally seen live, whether you've played with them or gone out to watch them at another gig? Oh. I'm going to say, <laughs> and I'm missing out one because I know that you're going to say it. I'm going to go Queezer, even though they're not together anymore. Yeah, yeah amazing. Only be- saw them the once when we played with them, but they were we played twice?
1: We did the spinning top with them and didn't we do another one?
0: I think you might have done Blossoms with them as well. Yeah,
1: or I think something. we did.
0: I think you actually yeah, played a the gig for me, if I remember rightly, or Boston. Maybe not. Maybe. Yeah, Queasy were a band who played for Leaf for um, a couple of years, and they were absolutely unbelievable. They were like... Yeah, yeah. Kind of like very similar to Rage Against the Machine, very political-based, yeah. he- big, big yeah. heavy rhythm. But the stage show was just immense. They were all great performers, weren't they? An amazing yeah, yeah. play Really, really big tight chili, band. Big Chili
1: Peppers vibe. Shout out Sally yeah. Core.
0: Well, they were um, one of the only bands that I've ever seen when, when they used to play the Spinning Stop. They became quite regular when I was doing gigs at the Spinning Stop, and... Uh, People used to specifically look out for them, but even strangers would just walk in off the street when, when they heard the set, not even buy a drink and just straight go straight in the mosh pit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like instantly just fall in love with that band. There's something so special about it. It's a massive shame that they're not together anymore. Obviously. I know, yeah. Yeah. They're uh, all doing yeah, things now, though. I think. Yeah, I think the lead singer had to move back down south for some reason, and that kind of ended the band, really. But huge waste of what could have been in my opinion, definitely could have been a signed band. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I think there's a huge market for that kind of sound, especially in a time when, obviously, politically, so many people are so angry, which is something we'll get on to. 100%. You, Lloyd, historically have written quite a lot about kind of political situation in your lyrics, as well as, obviously, heartbreaking relationships and various other topics. Yeah, but, 100%. Um, um, like I said before, lyrically, I think you are one of the strongest bands out there. Nice. From the, from the very first time that I ever heard you, the lyrics really, really stood out as like absolutely exceptional. When I went back Fancy. to listen to the stuff and had a proper listen, it was just really, really strong. The metaphors that you use in in your songs are just so fitting. What is it that kind of inspires you to write lyrics like this, and how did you learn to write lyrics on that level? Is it something you've always done? Did you write poetry as a kid, or is it just a lot I... of reading?
1: I I did in a in a way, yeah. Like not like you sit in your room and write like poetry as a teen, but I, I think like growing up as a kid, even in primary school and stuff, my mum kept loads of like I'd write like old poems about like football teams and you know what I mean? Like Daft stuff like about Manchester United or whatever and how much I loved them. I'm like this is not, like <laughs> a, a five five year old kid, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um I think as I got older, it was more I got into like I read a lot more. I got into reading books and I, I think my main influence is lyrically and why I, I like those metaphors and those types of wordplay. Uh, Alex Turner, obviously he's a big a big one yeah. for that kind of thing. Yeah. But even, even um, Morrissey and John Lennon, even you go go as far back as those, they were very like that. And I, I like the idea of being able to tell something that I I, I understand the meaning of, but I can like mask. I can mask it a little bit. Do you know what I mean so? It's it's almost like you're being black and white, but you're still leaving a little bit
0: yeah. for them to, is it, is it,
1: to to figure out.
0: Is it always written from like personal experience, or is it maybe stuff that you've read, or stuff that you've seen on the news, or is it just because a lot of a lot of them are based on relationships and stuff like that? Is it always personal experience?
1: A lot of the a lot of the these earlier ones and the ones that were are putting out now are like uh, mostly autobiographical in a way. We've been writing for like a year and a half, like we've not. No one's ever heard any of it really, but it's a, a concept album called Cosmic Drip. And that's like an apocalyptic dystopian tale of like this world, this like environment that we've, we've fought up and we've created. But And all like the, the themes in it mirror like society today and there's little nods and, and things to how the world is. And I think that's like the most out of my own experience I've ever wrote in. Like, we've created characters that are the, are the focal point of the songs. Like, so those thought processes are from those characters rather than
0: me myself. Do you know what I mean? I'm well, actually trying to write from other people's perspective of maybe the situation we find ourselves in with, like, isolation and obviously corona and yeah. stuff like that. We are basically going into a whole new world when these gigs come back and no one really knows what's going to happen with it all. Is, were you inspired by, obviously, being in lockdown? Because I think a lot of bands are writing from that experience at the minute.
1: I think I, I think, think we it'll... started
0: that a bit before lockdown, didn't we? But yeah. I think that just made you end up messing about with it even more because you had nothing else to do, did you? So I say, You have so much more time to focus on yeah. stuff like writing and recording that. Uh, obviously, it's gonna drip feed in there somewhere. Co- cosmic drip feed, should we say? Yeah. I see. <laughs> nice, nice segue. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll go back to uh, Joe's picks then. His band number oh, two. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, we've got a quiz there. We'll go Valetta, top band, yeah. And Saratone as well. Yeah, the we'll Saratone. St- I, I can't not mention Saratone every time I get the chance. I'll start yeah. with I'll start with Valetta first then. Valetta, another band who's played for Leaf. I imagine you probably met them playing the Leaf Kick. Yeah, yeah, we played one with um, it was at Blossoms, wasn't it? And, and in a lot of ways in a lot of ways they are quite similar to you guys in terms of lyrically they're really, really strong. And yeah. they've also got yeah. the kind of a little bit of psychedelic influence in there. Yeah. But they're a little bit they're a little bit more prog, I'd say, than you guys, but yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. The musicianship, yeah. the musicianship and the harmonies with that band are incredible. Yeah. Oh, no, I exactly. think if they, if they stay together, I can see them definitely getting signed. I remember the first time yeah, I, I saw them, I was like, "Wow, that is one of the best sets I've seen in a long time." Yeah, yeah. I only saw them once, and I, I'm still like, I'm waiting yeah. for them to upload more tunes. Now, they have those,
1: they have those like Queens of the Stone Age, Radiohead like yeah. kind of things going on, but in in such a sick way. Like, yeah, they they yeah, they're. A, I dig them a lot. They're a very good band. Very good band.
0: And yeah, Seroton, Seroton are a band that I've never actually booked quite a few times where it's nearly happened, and then for whatever reason. I think like a lot of bands, they presume that coming to Stockport is just going to be a dead-end gig in the middle of nowhere, they're not really familiar with it, and therefore they presume it's just going to be a bit shit. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I get that impression, and they're saying, oh, playing the city centre, that's obviously going to be a better gig, but no, that's absolutely not true. Yeah, definitely. Like, we've had better gigs, like, in terms of the sound on the day, in terms of the lineup, and you know, the overall crowd and everything, we've had better ones in Stockport than most gigs that we've done in Manchester, yeah. I'd say anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I do. But, I feel like uh, we've, we've,
1: we've probably got a better following in Stockport. Don't we? I don't know, we, yeah,
0: strangely enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's something I've not talked about for a while actually is, with the exception of, of there's, a, uh, there's a few decent promoters in Manchester who are like, doing it ethically right and not ripping off bands. But primarily, I would advise any new band starting out to go and gig in the suburbs well over the city centre when you're starting yeah. out. Because, first of all, you get a dedicated crowd at every venue who are probably regulars at that venue, specifically yeah. there to watch live music. Whereas in Manchester, you get a lot of people kind of sat in the corner who are there for the sake of being there, if you know what I mean. And Yeah. They're not yeah. Necessarily, yeah, they just want to be part of a moment rather than actually giving a shit about the music. Yeah. Um, it's so...
1: So saturated as well, isn't it?
0: Like, yeah, that's that's another thing. Yeah, um, if if I'm doing a gig in Stockport, there's probably only two or three other ones in the whole town. You can do a Tuesday night in Manchester, and there'll be 30 40 gigs that you could possibly go to. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, and most of them will be ticketed, so you're obviously paying more money when you go to the suburbs, It tends to be free entry. And like I say, you're more likely to get at least expenses paid or some sort of fee from doing the suburb gigs as well, because the venues are likely to pay the bands or pay the promoters. Um, whereas in Manchester, like I say, you're generally getting ripped off on whatever deal you get, with a few exceptions, a few good promoters out there.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. You do get the music lovers, the people that
0: do genuinely love music and yeah. I think our regular crowd, especially in Stockport, like I, say, I said before on the podcast, are very, very vocal. If they like you, they'll, they'll, they'll let you know. And if they don't like you, they'll let you know as <laughs> well. Yeah. <laughs> but it could be but that's nice how you want it. Ground. It could be a great testing ground for any new material or any new band. If you can play of yeah. the Stockport ground and get a good reception, then you're doing something right.
1: Fortunately, we've not been booed off yet, Joe.
0: No, you've, oh, you always yeah, not yet. <laughs> There's time. There's time. <laughs> <It's> time. <laughs> you're always one of those bands. Whenever you play in the Blossoms, people go, I wasn't expecting that. When you guys got yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. God, where's that going from? Oh <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. But yeah, Seroton, What kind? Of, what kind of music is Seroton for anyone who hasn't heard them? They're uh, they're quite like grunge, rocky, aren't they? Like, yeah, they're, they're, uh, really and they're po- a bit more po- political as well with some songs, I think. Yeah, you know you the know latest them? releases. Do you know them personally? Yeah, just yeah. through gigging though. Really, we've only got to know them through gigging, but they're like they are like some of the you know best musicians I've played with, and all three of them are like soft lads as well.
1: Yeah, this, the sound, sound boys.
0: Like, they, they just love music. It's the same as us. Like they're just proper passionate about it, and you can see but... that when they're playing and when they're watching bands. So imagine you just crossed paths because you booked on similar lineups. That's yeah, similar, yeah, just yeah, and just getting sucked into them. Yeah, it's always good. That's another thing about the positive side of being involved in an unsigned band is the networking you do with the other bands and the amount of people you actually meet through playing unsigned music. You can you can create like genuine friendships just on the back of being in in yeah, good bands basically.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So Lloyd, who are your top three, mate?
1: I think my top who are you, yours, Joe, Queasy, Valletta and Seroton.
0: Yeah, are um, you going to pick any of them?
1: Yeah, I compiled a little list the other day, and there was in oh. there. Those, those three were in there, but um, there's, there there is a load. Okay, give me I, a three, and then just read through I, the list. I'll go for Square Wild, obviously. I think they're uh, yeah. a great band. I think Lucy does a lot for the scene and that as well. With that, the, the band spotting, she's kind of giving people a, a place in the Manchester scene to like get involved and find out where the other bands are, and you know, other musicians can link up and all that. So I think that's a a good thing, but they are a great band as well. Great live band. Well,
0: well, that's it. Well, regular listeners will know that Lucy Chefchuck's already, already been on one of the podcasts, and we talked about Band Spotting Northwest and Square Wild as well. And they are a great band. And like you say, she's doing so much to support the scene in terms of what she does through her pages. And obviously, that viral, I don't know if you saw that video that she put out about basically slagging like off apathy in the Einstein scene and saying everyone needs to go out and support original music or there'll be no Im- original music left. Yeah, yeah. Yeah people, really, people really, yeah, people really latched onto it and um, it definitely struck a chord with a lot of people. And hopefully when we come out of this lockdown, that'll be the same sentiments. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, yeah. So then,
1: who's your second band then, mate? I'd say the second, I'd go for JCK, which is it's another one of our mates. Jack, or is it JCK
0: or Jack Joe? JCK, but I don't know if he just says. I don't know if he says it as Jack. There's both of it as well. And I don't know whether pronounce Jack or JCK. But they are very rare <laughs> <of them. laughs> yeah, I think he started a new little project, still under JCK, but getting like new material up and that. How would you describe that style of music? I think it's a, it's a, it's,
1: it's different to the others. Whereas the others are kind of proggy and rocky and and grungy. These have got a bit of like, um, they're like a funky. Indie, but with a like a Jamie T vibe or like a
0: yeah, very much that hit... modern indie kind of naughty's indie sound, quite fast yeah. paced, bit Yeah, I can hear that yeah. definitely. It's quite you, it's even though it's it's it feels familiar, it's very unique. Yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah, I'd say Jamie T is a great comparison actually. Now you said it, I can definitely hear some elements of that. In it. Yeah, I'd say that fast yeah. paced kind of modern indie sound, very, very good band, very tight band as well.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah,
0: and who's your third choice then, mate?
1: My third choice. Um, I'd have to go for... Let's go for Sue. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sue,
1: <laughs> they, they, it's spelled S-I-O-U-X. They're like... They are... When we, when we say that we have a bit of psychedelic in us, they have some psychedelic in them. They are groovy boys. It's proper sitar-sounding effects pedals and ragged-type drum beats and that. and It's just proper... Yeah, really psych. Like, really... But really good, like solid band. Great, great live band as well. Go on, who
0: yeah, else is ready? on the list? I'm just read through the list, quick, and I'll, I'll put some
1: oh, links on. We put it out. On it we had we had Valletta, uh, Black Pudding, another band who were like garage rock, uh, O.C.'s kind of vibes. If you I don't know if you're familiar with the O.C.'s, they're like a California surfy garage rock kind of band, but they're very loud and hectic. Do you know what I mean, not not surfery is like Beach Boys or the Pixies. It's like <laughs> yeah. putting the shadows through a meat grinder at three hundred yeah. mile per hour.
0: No, I like it. I'll check them out. They're,
1: they're very good. Dead naked hippies as well. They're
0: on there. False right. advertising. I've never seen so, false advertising, but they really they've got a really big following, haven't they? And I constantly we, see their name around. Were they signed at one point? Actually, maybe I think they I are now. Yeah, I feel, yeah. I feel like they, they got signed and then went absolutely huge. Yeah, we played with them at
1: Academy Three. Was it Joe? Yeah, yeah,
0: I think so. Yeah, uh,
1: that was before like they were signed and stuff, but they they were they were sick then as well. sets It was also another one that are, are doing well. They're they're killing it at the moment. I think they've been on a couple of different labels, but they're a, a London-based band. Very like very political as well and angry So I, I mean, but the good, they're a great great band. And uh, shallow waters from Wigan.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh, that's Shallow Waters—they're definitely very uh, grungy and psychedelic sounding. Probably most, yeah. probably the heaviest grunge band that I know. They played for the like least a few times.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're uh, top band.
0: You get the odd band who I feel are jinxed, right? Because every time they turn up, we're probably a little bit quieter than we are normally. And they are one of those yeah. bands who just seem to have played all the quiet nights every time they come down. So I'm convinced yeah. that they think that, that I'm crap at my job and I don't bring anyone. <laughs> 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 yeah, shout out to Shallow Waters. I will get you back and give you a gig that I know is guaranteed to be ramped. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so at this point, every podcast I ask three completely stupid, random questions that you haven't been prepared for and you haven't seen. Are you ready for this? You can both give me an answer. Yeah, yeah. You'll like this one, yeah. because I already know who you're going to say. Are you ready? <laughs> I think I already know. I <laughs> <You gotta> do. <laughs> Who's the most overrated band of all time? 1975. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why do you despise 1975 so much? Oh, well, I don't know. I can't it's not that deep. Like, I don't despise them. I, I really, I really, I really don't like them and everybody knows that I don't like them so it's a bit of a, a running joke now. Yeah, it's become like, a thing online uh, on anything about 1975 I think you get tagged in it, do not Yeah, yeah. 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 So, it's one of them. I, I really don't like them. Like, the drummer's sick but I'd rather not have to listen to them ever again. Is it just the style of music that you don't like or is it like the attitude that they have? Um, I think it's the attitude more than Ah, oh, the music as well, though. It's all terrible. It's one of them, isn't it? Everything, <laughs> everything about it. They are a massive but, band, but it's never, it's never been a band that I've ever got into either, to be honest. But actually, it's, all pers- it's all personal taste. Music's subjective, isn't it? So there's something out there for everyone. But Yeah, um, yeah. You're, I definitely yeah, yeah. knew you were going to say 1975. Yeah, there's Lloyd, nobody else that even comes close. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd, Lloyd, who's your most overrated band of all time? I don't. There's
1: a few, you know. It's a toss-up, but they like really... Cliche ones, mine, but the genuine reasons. Like I just, I've, I, I just don't like them. But I've never been into like My Chemical Romance or Buddy Nickelback or like that
0: kind of Nickelback. Are like a go to for overrated bands, aren't they? Normally,
1: yeah, I think that produce... kind of the
0: butt of every joke musically. Yeah, Still better I mean, than nineteen seventy five though, aren't they? <laughs> you, I, I'm not sure. You know, <laughs> what is it about My Chemical Romance that you don't mind?
1: I don't know. It, it's just. I, that's what I mean I can't even put a finger on it it was more like a, a musical you're musical just not into thing. the
0: kind of emo-y poppy sound
1: yeah n- like not really I think people would like people would be quite surprised by that because we've got like a bit of a creepy rocky sound so you'd think that we'd be a bit into that like the emo era but that, that kind of like slipped yeah, yeah. a lot of me a lot of my mates and stuff were into all like that like Blink 182 and.
0: yeah right, I went yeah. through that phase me. yeah but I I, I never really pop punk era yeah yeah, yeah, loved it I a don't long
1: know, time. If we had to pick one, I don't know, it's, it's a bit harsh on Mike and McClure but <laughs> uh, not overrated. It. It's yeah, it's an hard one that deal a real oh yeah. Shy oh,
0: yeah, as well.
1: That's, one, that's <laughs> that 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 one that <laughs> that could go in Real 101 with Frank Skinner.
0: Real 101, yeah. that's forgotten. getting the same. Yeah, they're a band that don't really do anything for me either. The lyrics are a bit happy, and I'd yeah. uh, forgotten they existed. To be quite yeah. honest. yeah, just, They're so no. overrated that you actually forgot about
1: them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're on like every advert as well, aren't they? They're constantly on TV, but I don't think they've actually had that many massive hits. Maybe I'm just so out of touch with the charts now that I just kind of ignore yeah, them. Mainstream yeah. track music has no appeal to me now whatsoever. So.
1: A lot of it just moulds in together like some giant compilation album now, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it could just be Bastille's greatest hit. Yeah,
0: everything everything released could have been written or performed by Bastille in the last five years. Yeah. <laughs> okay, question number two. Would you rather lose all your money and valuables or lose every photo you've ever taken? Every no, photo. Every every photo. I hate
1: pictures of me anyway.
0: <laughs> you, you can have them all. <laughs> you're, not, you're not sentimental people, no? Um, no, no, I'm no. sentimental, but... I'd rather have my with, with cash. pictures. Yeah, with yeah. pictures. Like I don't know. I think we've kind of like we've you know having social media and that they're always there anyway. Yeah. So I don't think like people really. because you have to delete them anyway every like year when you ram up your phone with pictures. Yeah. And then you end up deleting them all anyway. So it's good yeah, point I, was, I never considered that every photo taken probably taken by someone else because you're on yeah. stage by the now. Yeah, himself. yeah. But yeah. It's nice. I nice, do. I do like to there. see them. And I like to go, you know, like, an, on my memories on that on Facebook, I like to see old gigs that we've done. It's, like, a nice reminder. But
1: I think if, if you could just store all those photos in your memory and be a billionaire, I think we'd all be sat here pictureless, wouldn't we?
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah.
1: but...
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Here's another one for the political the political side of you, lad, yeah? Would you yeah. rather spend a year at war or a year in prison? Mm what what would we be doing in the war like front line
1: mine would uh, be i'd let you I'd, take
0: your own role.
1: <laughs> i'd spend mine in prison for refusing to go to a war i'd you go just, to war but i'd
0: be i'd just out. be behind a computer somewhere safe yeah <laughs> sending out automatic missiles and stuff, stuff. Yeah. you know yeah, somewhere be. where i don't have to worry about <laughs> getting shot
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, i'd just sing nursery rhymes all day till they put me in like high seg.
0: You'd have plenty Scream of time was- if you were in prison to write new lyrics, I suppose. So uh, yeah,
1: You could come yeah, out with definitely.
0: some of like the dormers when you come out.
1: Do what all the rappers do and release, like, a solo album from inside myself.
0: <laughs> yeah, just get, yeah, just get uh, musicians <laughs> from outside the prison to put it all together for you. Yeah, that's it. So every every week I always ask my last question, which is, what is your number one piece of advice to a new artist starting out? If one thing that you could pass on to the next band who are literally just starting to get the band together, what's the number one thing that you'd tell? I'd you? say... 100% learn how different areas of the industry work because I was guilty of thinking, like, if you put out music and, you know, you're good enough, everything will fall into place, and that's not the case. You've got to just learn how, how to get your song played on radios and how to get gigs booked, and you can research anything and find out the information now, so it's a good time to, to be in the music industry because you can learn what goes on behind the scenes quite easily. So that's you're not like, but- just playing... Playing gigs for years, thinking maybe one day, you know, John Kennedy's going to phone me up and say, "Oh, I've just played your song on the radio." But you know, it doesn't happen like that, does it? That's yeah, something I spoke about on a previous podcast with Nova Story, and uh, Ducky was saying that essentially, when he got his band first band together, he just thought, "Oh, I'll get a load of CDs done, and people will buy it because it's good music." And that's yeah. and he ended up just throwing every one in like 400 CDs in a skip because they didn't sell any of them. Yeah. <laughs> one by one, he was just crying his eyes out and throwing them into the skip. But like he said, there's so much more to it than just being a good band. You have to know yeah. how to interact with people, how to network with people, yeah. social media. They're all things that... Because image and that is more stuff. important than ever now well, as well, isn't it? That's it. it. Especially yeah. in, the last, in the last 10 years, it's completely changed with things like social media and stuff. Yeah, you need so much more skills than just being good at playing an instrument or good at writing songs. Yeah, and that's what we've only really started figuring out recently, I think. Yeah. We you ne- know, it's how much we- more we can actually do. Yeah. And take control of it's a real, real time intensive thing, but it is so so important for anybody. Yeah. If you want to get the fabled kind of scouts at your gigs or or interest from labels, it tends to be the bands who have the bigger following, the most likes on the posts. Yeah, and then it's all about that... engagement now, isn't it? Like they want to see that fun engagement, yeah, 100%. And that's why the bands who we've had on before who are signed now, they've all said the value of social media is, is the strongest tool you've got, really. Yeah, and they'll tend to be yeah, the bands yeah. who are literally like, posting stuff a few times a day, constant, yeah. constant, all the time.
1: It's a necessary evil, isn't it? Because you, you hate it, you know that there's thousands of bands using the same platform as you to put their music out, but it's like, That's if it. you don't, if you don't do that, then you're not, you don't really get taken as seriously, do you know I mean, you need to have those platforms of, oh yeah, they look like they're doing well before people will yeah,
0: yeah. even exactly. give you a
1: chance, you know?
0: It's never been as easy, as easy as it is now to kind of record your own stuff as well, so, more and more people than ever there's more and more competition in terms of let's say there's only a few label spots per year for people to actually yeah. get signed your musicianship isn't enough to get you to, to get you even noticed you have to have something else to it and it tends to be at the minute whether it's a positive or a negative it tends to be social media and fan interaction but through your yeah. social media that's also how you grow your crowds at gigs and stuff and uh, and get getting bigger and bigger following that way which is exactly what happened with bands like massive wagons and nova story who i've spoken to before yeah Both killing it about social media, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, what's your number one tip then, Lloyd? I
1: I think mine is just like be persistent, Like, like like similar to what Joe was saying. Like don't feel don't feel disheartened by like knockbacks and stuff. Just do it for the love of making music and just have the belief that
0: with hard work you can you can get to where you want to be. Like Rome wasn't built in a day, as they say. Yeah, you've got to have faith in your own ability. Beyond obviously what happens in the rehearsal room, you've got to have faith. When you're on stage, every time you jump on stage, every time you're in front of a crowd, when you're pushing your own stuff and, like I said, doing your social media, just got to faith in your own ability and never give up despite the fact that, obviously, in the early days, it's not something you're going to make a lot of money out of, if any. Um, Yeah, that's it. So you've got to do it. First and foremost, you've got to be for the love of doing it, hasn't it, really? Yeah, definitely. It's it's something that so few people are able to make an actual career out of. So if you don't have the passion behind you, you'll never be motivated to do anything beyond just doing like pay-to-play gigs and being ripped off by <laughs> crap promoters. Yeah. So have you got any upcoming projects? What should we be looking out for you in terms of gigs and releases? So we've we've got four gigs coming up, haven't we? We've got yep. three in July. So 16th of July, we're in Bolton, Right to Rome Festival. That'll be at Alma. 24th of July is at the Atma with DDs Dee and Sour Punch. Then we've got 30th of July. With you at the Blossoms, yeah. Um, and then nineteenth of August, that's we're playing with Sue, the band we mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, they're doing a headline show, so they got us on as well to support. So that's Where the that's four that's gigs it? that we've got. That's uh the Castle in Manchester. Nice. Yeah. Like I said, I've got my first Castle gig coming up, but we've never actually done a gig there before. It's quite a small room, but uh, yeah, it's a, a nice, nice venue, you know. I'm hoping it's going to be a similar kind of vibe to the Blossoms, but it's similar size. Yeah. Similar kind of Have
1: you been in there. there, John? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've been in there, but I've never actually been there for a gig. Um, yeah, it's 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 actually
1: it's not bad, you know. I think with your knowledge of sound in there, you'll have it, you'll have it sounding top. Well, actually, I quite... won't be
0: doing sound engineering, but I'll be on the sound engineer. Don't worry about that. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll be on the door taking taking tickets. So. Yeah,
1: you'll be you'll be directing the sound engineer from afar, yeah. like it.
0: A... It drives me mad when I go to other people's gigs. I I always pick holes in the sound all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even though I even though like you playing guitar, I've never had any lessons lessons to do sound. It was a necessary evil when basically. My old my old venue closed down in 2012 and I'd never run sound, but we had in-house sound engineers. So when it closed, yeah. I had all my gigs in there, all my eggs were in one basket. So it was either stop doing gigs altogether or buy my own PA, learn how to run it and go and get some other venues, which is yeah. what I ended up doing. And Leafs never really looked back since I did that. We've had more gigs than ever. So
1: Yeah, what a good choice you made. Thanks, mate. Hopefully.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, going all, it's all right good. so far. It was all right before <laughs> COVID anyway. Let's see what happens when we come out of lockdown. Yeah.
1: <laughs> If and when. Yeah.
0: How about um, any new recordings? I know you said you're going into the into the studio soon to record some stuff. Is that going to be the whole album, or are you going to release some EPs or singles first?
1: We are we are working towards an album, but we're not throwing any 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 dates or any expected time on it. But we're just doing we're working on it track by tracking away, aren't we, Joe?
0: Yeah, and we're gonna release a few singles first. That we try and build up a bit of momentum that way. You know, and yeah. We've never been consistent enough with releases. There's always been like just gaps in between.
1: We just throw them out, don't we? Like we yeah. We never do, we never do music videos and and stuff. or, or, or plan proper campaigns, release campaign. Yeah. We just we just used to think we'll record, put it online, and hopefully people are listening to it. But... Yeah.
0: But this time, we're getting a bit of a team around us, aren't we? We're getting help in different areas, planning everything properly, like doing a video for the first time, social media campaign. It's just like improving on the last release. You know, every time you learn a bit more, don't you? So hopefully this will be a bit better than the last release, and then the next release will kick on from that as well. Yeah, I feel like anyone's whole time in any unsigned band is like a massive learning curve. Anyway, year on year, you know what you can do better. You know, yeah. you know, you know what you want to sound like. You're gonna focus more on the style you want to be that you learn, you, yeah. and you pick up different influences as well. But also, like say, learning how to do things like promote yourself properly is is a big part of it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you could have a a class sounding tune, and then you just do what we've done with a few of ours and upload it, put a post on Facebook, and that's it. And then you know, it's very unlikely that anything's gonna come of it. then. That's Still, it. It wait for someone, John
1: Kennedy.
0: I know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so before I do the links to the socials, I will just say one thing. My um, my roadie, I'm going to give a shout out to Leo O'Brien or Paul, as a lot of people know him. He's got two names. It's a strange thing. But he is <laughs> probably, I think you're arguably his favourite, if not top two bands that he's ever seen play for League. And yes. he's seen every single gig that I've done. So who's in to his top who's, two out of hundreds, Who's joint top or the top? Who is, uh, uh, Mar- Marble Parlor would be the other one. Oh, what I don't think, think Marble Parler. Parler. I've Parlor. I've never have to have a listen. They're yeah. split up now, but that... So you're the, you're the one band. Well, we're number one. They're they're... Yeah, you're, you're by default. One. By
1: default. We'll have that. Got to take it now
0: <laughs> i just like to give a shout out to the roadie because i literally could not do gigs without him so shout yeah out to yeah him. and he'll be chuffed that he'll be featured on this episode so i know yeah i can a, pick albums in. <laughs> i'm sure you've met him many times anyway so what are the links to social media where can we find you online so facebook is just facebook forward slash little illusion machine instagram is at the little illusion machine and We're on Twitter. We don't use it as much as we should. We'll get onto that a bit more. That's at LIMBANDUK. Nice. Well, cheers for coming on, boys. No worries. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, thank you, Johnny. boy. Like I say, I'll see you in July for the Blossoms gig. Yeah, I uh, oh, I can't wait. We'll Should be a good night. Yeah, yeah, Eager yeah, <laughs> to get back in there. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to get back to it either. And I'm expecting that'll be a busy night, that one as well, because of the bands we've got playing it as well. And obviously, we would have just come out of lockdown just a few weeks before. So, well, touch wood. Time of got. Yeah, um, Yeah. hopefully. But yeah, we'll speak to you again soon. Thank you very much for coming on. No worries. Me too, anyway. Speak to you later. in a bit. You a bit. Bye. Bye. that was joe and lloyd from little illusion machine hope you enjoyed that one folks once again please leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast it's really really important that if you enjoy it you like follow and subscribe it really really helps us out and helps get our name out to more and more listeners every week these episodes drop every single wednesday once again please follow us on social media at leaf promotions on facebook instagram and twitter hopefully we'll catch you next time thanks a lot for listening bye